Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. You're, you're doing the robot, but you're having a stroke. You're having a medical emergency while you're doing the robot. Right. While it dressed like right. a Duracell commercial. This I makes like sense to like 30% of people who are listening. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut in the middle of this, too, so mm-hmm. it won't make any sense. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched True Detective Season 4, Night Country. Night Country. It's like Bat Country. Yeah. But you, <laughs> but you can stop there because you're frozen to death. What happened in the last case you worked with tomorrow? That was good. Until it wasn't. too late yep not even the the blazing licks of an avenged sevenfold song could free you from that ice mm-hmm. <laughs> uh all right first things first tom mm-hmm. uh the town sounds like penis sounds like penis the town's name enus enus penis Ennis. yeah I, i'll call it enus because that sure. makes it more fun yeah uh we've gotten that out of the way uh so this is so this is the first Season of True Detective without the original creator. Without Nick Lotz of Pizzas. Yeah. Who Pizza appears Lotto, to be, I think is how you say his name. Pizza Lotto. He appears to be some sort of maniac, uh, if, uh, if the internet is any indication he's been recently. Kinda, he's been kind of melting down on social media over season four. I don't know why. I guess... M- I have a theory. Maybe he got forced out of the show and is not happy about it. I, well, I looked into it. He signed a deal with Fox. And HBO was like, well, we kind of want to keep going with True Detective. And I think they sort of moved on. They didn't wait for him. Um, And so, like, I can see how that would piss you off to be like, I made the show. And they're like, yeah, we can make it without you. Uh, And then I think on top of that, he's like a weird, bitter little man about it. And he is not taking it well. And he is taking it out on uh isa lopez and, the, and like this season stars and creators of, of season yeah. four he's, he's been a real bread easton ellis about it he really is <laughs> like he's he's kind of making me like i want to go back and watch the other seasons and he's kind of turning me off a little bit where i'm like okay so this guy kind of sucks huh i'm, I'm um, we're marina and i are going back through season one because it connects in a lot of ways to season four it does um which i'm sure we'll probably mention yeah uh but like I'm flagging things a little, like I'm clocking stuff a little more sharply right. than I was in previous viewings, knowing this, like after having seen some of his meltdown. It actually, you mentioned uh, Ellis. It reminds me of American Psycho in that that was a book where the guy didn't quite understand what he was making, it seems like, that was adapted by a woman who understood it way more, it seems like. And then, the, and then, Ellis was like, that's, I hate that. He like trashed that movie and said like, women can't make this right. movie. And, and yet so. that adaptation is the only reason anyone still gives a shit who he is. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's not to take away from the quality of the first season of True Detective. It is a very good season. But I do have this suspicion of like, I wonder how much he... I don't know. He's he's throwing up some red flags right now. That's uh, that's all yeah, I can say. Yeah, and he, uh, clocking some of the more misogynistic parts of season one. It's like, mm, yeah, okay, right. Um, I, I I liked season three a lot though. I so I've gone on record. And I'll say it again. I like all all of the three seasons that he did. I like season two. I do notice now, like, yeah, there's not much for women in those in those seasons are there Mm-mm. like they didn't really literally benches women are... the women at the end of like he, he puts rachel mcadams on the bench for like no real reason at the yeah, end of season wi- two their wives and their corpses mainly uh, in in the, the series yeah and so it now you can really feel that um like uh, in, the, so, in, in season one alexandra daddario has two scenes and she's fully naked in one of them <laughs> like, yeah exactly it's so like okay yeah, it's not great. Yeah. I again, I love the I love the vibes of it. We've talked yeah, about. No, it. I don't know. Have we covered True Detective? I don't. On a, on... I don't think we have. No, I don't because we weren't doing the show when the first two seasons came out, and then I don't think we right. covered season three. We did cover Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is what Issa Lopez is. Uh, first i don't want to say first i don't know her the movie that put her on the map that was very very good her breakout movie yeah yeah exactly uh what did you think of season four of true detective night country i liked it i liked yes i liked what it has in common with tigers are not afraid the ghosts yes i actually this is unfair because i haven't watched the other seasons but i like this tone a little better than the other seasons i like that she brings it right to the edge of the supernatural um but ultimately it's not the answer isn't supernatural you know what i mean well, like that would have been a cop-out there's some ambiguity if, like she still oh, yes. she still leaves the ambiguity so that there is room for a ghost oh for sure but like you can solve the murder without can, a ghost yeah you can solve the the mechanism of them it's like sleepy hollow i th- well not like sleepy hollow because it's the death yeah, movie is not ambiguous but like yeah they solve basically who is responsible for the murder yeah yeah you could compare i mean one of the the inspirations was apparently the shining and that's a really good one where it's like the ki- the ghosts aren't like killing anybody but right it's, it's jack but like it wouldn't yeah it's, it's yeah. A, right it's ambiguous is it the hotel or is it jack yeah and while i do have some critiques of the season they're they're actually they're not really about the quality of it like my biggest critique uh come on six episodes that was my that was my main one is my main critique of this season is uh, every other season's been eight this one was six which it doesn't need to be eight just for the sake of being eight but it it did feel abrupt when it ended it It, felt like i mean a lot of the seasons uh, the the previous three seasons left threads open that's just the nature that was part of the nature of the vibe of it of like sort of you're only ever going to solve a piece of the of the crime Right. Um, so, like, the, I, it just this it felt like it left a lot more threads loose, and just like a lot of a lot of storylines kind of got cut off abruptly. That I'll I'll talk about a little bit more later. But there's like one, one, only one scene that I thought was genuinely bad, and it was the trunk. It was the truncating of one character's storyline. Um, okay. Yeah. It was Peter Pryor's storyline, uh, the young cop, uh, which we'll talk about yeah. in a second. Well, here's the thing. I I get. So I, I totally get this where it's like, don't overly stretch something out for the sake of it. Right. But there was more to explore. There was more here. to explore and with it, all the main characters. Yeah. Right. And it frustrates me because I really liked the vibe in the world. I liked being in it. I, 
I personally, so this this went around recently. There was like some study about how all the top streaming shows are from like 20 years ago. And everybody, like there was an article about that and everybody tweeted the same thing, which was that's because they have like more than six episodes a season. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, I watch Star Trek DS9 because I can put that on. Because they're 22 episode seasons. Exactly. Um, and now it's getting to the point where I'm like, I don't think you can call this a fucking season. Like it, it's it's getting embarrassing where it's like, call it like a mini series or so, like, but I, like if anything, I want True Detective to add more. Yeah. Like when I realized it was only six, I was like, wasn't the originals eight or sorry, 10? And then I saw there were eight and I'm like, they weren't even 10. Like I would take 20 episodes, honestly, of this world, of this vibe, mm-hmm. even if there was a lot of bottle episodes, even there was a lot of like, let's spend a, a time there, with this character. There are bottle episodes in season one anyway. That's, yes. The, there's like a whole digression when Rust goes undercover in a motorcycle game. Right. And that was great. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I get it where it's like, we don't, shows are getting tired of doing that tap dancing thing. And of course they don't want to pay writers. It's a budget thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like that's some of the best and, and TV. Yeah. yeah, some of the best TV was them saying like, "Well, we got to stretch this out." Um, and there's that's the point of a TV show is to like really dig into a world. And I honestly think True Detective could do that. They could do fucking twenty episodes of in Night Country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of I don't know that really bothers me because I, I, that's all to say I really really enjoyed this show. I really liked existing in it and it made me sad that it was so short. I hope they give her more episodes next season. Maybe because she, they just renewed it and uh, she is coming back. Yes. I Um, did see that before we, before we signed on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I, uh, maybe this was them not having faith in her. It's probably, I mean, it had been a couple of years. They were switching creators. Um, Yeah. I could see that being like, and also it's kind of, it's pretty ambitious. Yeah, um, because oh, it's yeah. all it's, it's all night. Yeah, and they shot it in Alaska in yeah. Iceland. Yeah, this the budget was actually I looked it up. It was less than season three though. Um, it was sixty million. Season three was seventy. Uh, that makes sense. That, yeah, and, and yeah, this, less episodes. Yeah, I'm sure that was probably it. You know, let's yeah. do six and see if people still want this. Right, and like we we really want it, especially a procedural mm-hmm. like so, like this could be an this could be a 20 episode uh, 20 episode seasons where it's like the x-files with different partners every time you yeah know what exactly I mean? with a new cast of characters each season i think that's what it is is this is the closest to feeling like i was watching the x-files again um in a weird way uh all of the seasons honestly because they they clearly are inspired by mm-hmm. Mulder and scully and that weirdness and the and they, peaks yeah. of it all and, and they always brush up against the supernatural this is season four yeah. was the most explicit because there's this thing should we i mean we're gonna spoil the shit out of we it we are knows this. we're not gonna go through the plot or anything we're just gonna you know um but we are gonna spoil the shit out of it yeah um there's there's this thing about the town where like uh a couple of characters are seeing are, are seeing ghosts and like right from jump you're seeing yeah, ghosts. harry potter's aunt harry potter's um, aunt yeah yeah, yeah. Is seeing um, apparently Fiona, Russ uh, pulls, yeah that's that's matthew mcconaughey's dad apparently 
Yeah. That Travis Cole is the person she's seeing, and it's implied that he's related to Matthew McConaughey's character. He is, yeah, because if you remember, yeah. uh, he says his dad took him up to live in Alaska for several years. Yeah. Yep. And he talks about and, it being night all the time. Right. She, <laughs> did she kill him? It feels like she killed him, too. It seems like she did. Harry but Potter's aunt killed him. May yeah, have killed Rust's dad, but... Um, and there's also the spiral symbol yeah. that connects to the first season. The the town is like Derry in a way, like in Stephen King's It. It like is, yeah, idea. yeah. There's like there's there's a mine there, so there's this idea of like the tunnels underneath and what what's being hidden underneath the ice, and it's all what what this scientific research station that's connected to the mine. They're all doing this shady stuff underground and it's very x-files yeah it's it's, yeah, the, it's there's a lot of references to the thing in it yes it's there yeah, there's literally literal shots that are just straight out of the thing the, there's, they find it's like six dead bodies it's it's really like six murders yes. it's a multiple murder but they're all frozen together they find them frozen together in various uh mute poses of terror and it just looks like the thing monster it does i when think, they, think they do the same screamed. shot yes when the one guy screams that that was like the beginning <laughs> of an episode he was like okay this shows this was like the second episode and it was like okay this is fucking this is gonna be great like yeah. this show is gonna it's be gnarly, great yeah it's yeah um it's also like she describes um the town of penis as like she says like the world is coming unraveled and this is like the where the seams are you know, this is where the terror is, basically, is how they explain it, right? Which, Or she says, like, the universe is dying, and this is where it's starting to unravel at, in this town. And I liked that idea, because that felt very Stephen King. It also felt very season one, uh, true detective, felt very Lovecraftian. This idea of, like, this tucked away town is just, this is where the spiritual world and the living world are colliding in a very messy way. Uh so it was like a really, I don't know, a really cool premise for this town in general. And making it around this town was really cool. Like, I feel like the other seasons didn't do that. The town wasn't like a personality. No, and they tended to go the cover huge areas in the, like, uh, in the first three seasons. Yeah. It isn't just localized to one, the area where the crime took place. It's, it, they all expand much further beyond that, for the most part. Um, but like this one really does just stay in this one town. Right. Which is, I, I'm actually surprised the other ones didn't do that when you think about it, like this, like small town sheriff idea, uh, for true detective makes a lot of sense. And this idea that everybody kind of knows each other and then it's the, it makes it, they also use the fact that like they're in a place where there's basically no loss. Like it's, it's the closest to wild west in america we have right yeah where it's like they can like they they can and they do just kill people and they just i think they either cover it up or they literally just disappear the fucking body right one character i think it's fiona shaw uh harry potter's aunt says people people just disappear in ennis you know yeah this fucking cast john hawks doing the most john hawks man super john hawks we got jodie foster yeah who is fucking killing i'm so uh, i thought when i heard she was in this i thought it was gonna be like clarice stunt right it's it's, well it sort of is sort of is but she's playing like she calls herself uh, like jodie foster called it an alaskan karen which i think is funny because i didn't actually get that vibe she's playing an asshole who fucks her way through town basically she's playing Um, 
a, the scumbag cop role that you would that you've encountered in these stories before, but it's just it's usually a man. So yeah. it's, it was fun to cast Jodie Foster as like and then, the shitbag fucking small town cop that just fucks everyone and nobody likes. It's incredible. <laughs> and then Callie uh, Riz, um, or Reese, um, she apparently is a boxer. Yeah. Did I? Did I? That yeah. And she's killing it. She's too. awesome. Yeah. It's such a strong fucking cast. And whoever the little the little twerp little guy little guy cop. The little guy Peter I, Pryor. Okay. That's Peter the character's Pryor. name, yeah. I, I didn't I did too. not look up who the actor was. I love how much there's like this tension of people like, Don't you fuck him, Jody Foster? Like there's <laughs> that feeling of like on edge at every single moment of like, ah, are you gonna fuck him? Are you gonna fuck this young lad? <laughs> Are you gonna ruin this guy? Are you gonna fuck him? Are you gonna I fuck never, him rotten? The, yeah, I never got that vibe, but there is <laughs> there is the vibe of obviously he has competing loyalty because his dad is John Hawks, who is the right. deputy there. So it's is he's he's either gonna do what his dad says because he's his dad, or he's gonna do what Jodie Foster says because she's the sheriff, she's the boss, and right. it's Jodie every time, and it ends up being this huge conflict between him and John Hawks that. Uh, after a series of calamities like his Russian mail order bride standing him up. That like was John so Hawks sad. Got a, he got a Russian bride through the internet and expected her to yeah. actually show up. Didn't work out for no, him. No, it didn't. It sure didn't. <laughs> I love how they made him such a lonely guy. Yeah. Um, it was, it like he's, he but was also so despicable those... that you couldn't yes. fully feel, you, f- you pity him, but you don't really like, it, well, it, it does the thing where it makes you understand his character, yeah. not like him, but understand why he's doing the things he does. Um, you kind of understand everyone for the most part. For I'd the most say. part, yeah. The only I'd say like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, the the woman who runs the mine felt very mustache twirly, but we also didn't. We, we only don't got her for like her that, three scenes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she doesn't, she has to kind of make that count that presence where it's like, you know, the mind did something based on right. just her performance. They do an interesting thing though, with that character because they make her husband ha- be one of the people that Jodie Foster slept with. So it's like yes. in the scenes that she is in with Jodie Foster, where she's like being interrogated or questioned about the mind's connection to the death of the scientists and the be all the scientists at this research station freeze to death, mysteriously and terrifying. That's the crime. Um, yes. and they're somehow connected to this mind that this lady owns, but also Jody fucked her husband to a prior murder and yeah, connected and to Foster. a prior murder from like a few years back. Yeah. An activist. The, the idea is the mind is getting protested by indigenous groups, mainly indigenous, but right. Because um, they're locals poisoning the water base so their water is a, yeah. black and brackish and there's been a recent out not outbreak well, a r- string of stillbirths because of the quality of the water yes um, and, yeah. and so the, on the side this lab that was drilling into the ice the 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 show begins basically with a man like seizing in this ice sta- in this in this research station and saying she's awake the lights go off and then next time we see them, they're all twisted together on the ice and all their clothes have been perfectly sorted. And um, folded. And folded. Uh, and then people, there's this one-eyed uh, polar bear throughout. There's like ghost sightings. Everybody that they run into who seems to have, like one of the scientists um, 
is isn't present in the cluster of bodies so they're looking for him because they kind of assume well he probably had something to do with it we learn he had a relationship with the indigenous girl who was murdered years prior and her her tongue was cut out um and she was found stabbed like fucking 30 times too many um, times and dumped too many times and so like i don't know did you figure it out at any point no not really. Neither did I. I want to give a shout out to my sister who we watched it in real time. So she wasn't spoiling anything. Uh, texted me, I think in season two or episode two and went cleaning ladies did it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I think it's the cleaning ladies. And it turns out it kind of was, they were in on it. The, um, yeah, they, yeah. They forced them yeah. outside into the snow basically to see whether the vengeful spirit of Annie slash whatever nature spirit is out there uh, would decide to kill them or not. Yes. And that's the ambiguity Um, we're talking about earlier. Cause they say that the cause of, they say that we're given questionable medical advice from a veterinarian, but he says they died before they froze to death. Right. And then the official story that comes back from, from the state, uh, forensics office is like this unbelievable it's like a, they, oh, this was, it was a landslide that killed them and it's like no it wasn't <laughs> right they clearly took off their clothes yeah and folded um, them and like yeah. it, it, anyway it's, I could see like exposure killed them like but yeah not um, flash freezing them and like pos- in, like they're posed yeah they're all twisted they're posed together. like Vesuvius victims that's where it gets <laughs> like, ambiguous because yeah, that's where the I, ambiguity comes in I think so what makes this a really satisfying story to me is that there was a point where I was watching with Hana and we kept saying, like, I don't think they can wrap this up without the murderer being ghosts. Like, I, I kept saying to, because Hana hadn't watched the previous seasons, I was like, they're always vaguely supernatural, but it won't be, like, flat-out supernatural. No. And at a certain point, I started getting nervous because I was like, shit, did, did she just make this explicitly supernatural? And what I found incredibly satisfying is that it was this very logical and perfect combination of events that ultimately made it not supernatural with some ambiguous supernatural with some elements. question yeah right because you ask yourself like okay what does this have to do with this indigenous activist dying getting killed and then you realize like oh yeah of course it's revenge like obviously that would be revenge like uh, they killed her and then someone killed them and it doesn't it never clicked in my head because there's so much other stuff going on Mm -hmm. that it's like what made these people go out into the ice and take off their clothes all of a sudden like yeah of course a group of people made them like that makes them at gunpoint and made them do it yeah and the (laughs) whole time you're watching there's this background thing of these activists versus the minds and then the mind is tied to this this uh, lab, and it's like, oh yeah, that it all makes complete and perfect sense. And if you're wrapped up in the story, you don't even realize how obvious it kind of yeah. felt yeah. in retrospect. Or it's like, yeah, no shit, no the, shit, it was them. The previous seasons are sort of like that as well. Yeah, they like oh, for sure. present you with like a locked room mystery. Um, by that I mean a mystery that seems impossible. Uh, and yeah. you get like so wrapped up in the in the interpersonal drama between the characters and like what's going on and also all this other stuff like there's 
there's there's a couple of red herrings obviously there always are in every season of true detective and also they follow these other leads that don't necessarily provide any clues but are just like interesting backstory like the old german engineer who had gotten like partially blinded like right years before so there's like another la- level of ambiguity there it's like well what blinded him? <laughs> like, right exactly um but there's this uh, answer of like it sounds fucked up, man. Like there's all sorts right. of shit going on. But like when you eventually find out the answer, it's one completely logical. And when you hear yeah. it, you're like, of course, like it doesn't it, have to be supernatural. No, at all. it's just, you're only seeing three pieces of an eight piece puzzle. So it's like, Oh, it must be ghosts. But then also even in like season one, um, which seems like really kind of like the mystery seems like it really takes a while to coalesce. Yeah. All of the clues are in that first episode. Right. Like you see, you're like, oh, like it's a, oh, I'm not going to say what, I'm not going to spoil through text season one, but like sure. you can't figure out the whole mystery, but like you can, it's, they make it, they put it right in front of you in the first episode. Yeah. What's going on? You're like, oh, there, it's right there. <laughs> like, it's, it, I've never written a mystery, but I suspect it's about you create a very elaborate series of events and then just show pieces of it right it like what makes a mystery a mystery is not seeing the whole picture and only you don't have all the pieces yeah so you you work backwards i've 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 tried a few abe and i are working on one yeah and so but yeah you work backwards from the solution obviously and then you just sort of kind of decide what pieces to remove and when to i don't know (laughs) i think there's also an element of adding some stuff like for example the part where the guy's seizing and says she's awake you immediately think like that must be fucking supernatural. Mm-hmm. What you learn is that it kind of is. He's this idea of she's awake. It's sort of referring to um, a, a little bit like in this case, he's kind of referring to the woman he was in love with who was killed, but also like this overall spirit. And he says like, he's been having visions of her up until that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So like what's happening is he's, he might, uh, he might just have a fucking brain tumor, but we don't know. And so like, what I like about this is that they also, the spiritual stuff doesn't get like shelved at the end either. Like all those little supernatural elements aren't, weren't just there to distract us. Does no, that make sense? They feel woven into it. They feel inextricable. Exactly. Like it's part of like, the, it's part of the ambiguity. Like, right. They like, leave as enough. You mentioned, Sorry. Oh no. I was just gonna say the way they died where you're like, yeah, the, the vet says they died first. And then you realize, like, oh, what killed them? And we never quite answer that. They say, like, we sent them out to see if she wants to take them. And you could say, like, oh, maybe it was the avalanche. Maybe it was... Right. And there's, obviously, he's a veterinarian, and he just examined them. He didn't touch them or anything. He didn't use any tools. So you're like, well, maybe he was wrong. But, like, there's also enough... There's enough room in the solution that you don't discount all this, like the one-eyed polar bear or the ghosts or what Navarro is going through where she thinks um, her mom's ghost is calling her to basically the, the underworld. Yes. Um, yeah, which is, it's think the, of that? Um, it was like, it was so similar to tigers are not afraid. Like, it, yeah, like yeah. using ghosts as guilt. I mean, that's a pretty classic way to use ghosts in a story that's the way she uses them in tigers are not afraid um and that's also what they seem to be in in this right um you know he's plagued by the one guy clark who is even the name of one of the dudes from the thing i noticed yeah, yeah. i got the they references did, they did need to watch clark 
it turns yes. out. You gotta watch Clark. Watch Clark. She did, she did such a good job with references because I would say that it wasn't like slathered on. It was vibes. and like a light touch. It was a light touch. The thing stuff was the loudest, but even then it wasn't yes. like super loud. And it could be loud because the answer isn't aliens. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't copying. No, this but thing. there was a hint of it. Like remember they're, yeah. they're studying these microorganisms that are supposed exactly. to perpetuate life and you're like oh shit are they bringing people back to life yeah and then when you see the video of annie's murder you see this weird skeleton behind her it turns out it's just a whale skeleton but like but it you great. see it's yeah. like is that a fucking dragon or a monster what what, yeah what ice? did they find in the ice yeah and of course they just that. they found some microorganisms and i don't know uh, they found some junk they found some junk down there some yeah. junk that they think is going to help them cure cancer so they're willfully <laughs> poisoning the town yeah yeah, that's that was that's their. The, role that's the solution, um, but yeah, I, I I liked that. Like I I liked that. Um, I wish they would have s- developed the thread a bit more. But I think like, they needed. Um, go ahead. Oh, I just think they needed to. Ex- I think there needed to be a little more work done with Navarro. This was another thing I was talking to my sister about, which is like. They, it's implied like her sister kills herself by walking in the ice and then she essentially does the same thing and it was like what are they saying about suicide and it was honestly unclear um, and then it's sort of ambiguous at the end of what happened to her mm-hmm. you know like is she did she simply leave you know or she's still around or is it her spirit or like what what is it and it felt like it felt again like they needed more episodes to kind of develop it a little more because it wasn't bad or anything it just felt a little muddled to me maybe i missed a bit or something no it it is a little confusing it's unclear whether she's dead or just disappeared it's also unclear why she disappeared i mean it's not really right i know that's supposed to be ambiguous yeah but i feel like i needed to know the rules of what was happening a little more i don't know um it's more like the message felt muddled to me at the end where i was like i don't know why she wanted that ultimately it's it's because it's guilt it's all from her guilt right she feels guilty about she's actually the clearest character to me like she feels guilty because she's a a police officer uh but she's uh, indigenous so she has to be part of the system that's like oppressing her her people um she feels guilty about her mom and her sister's mental struggles. Um, and that's weighing on her. And I think that's the the aspect of the vision. She's like, she, she talks to somebody at some point, I think it's her sister. Um, but it might be one of the midwives um, that says the thing about, go- the thing about not knowing which kind of ghost, like some of them want to give you a message. Some of them just don't know they're dead. And some of them want to take you with them. Yeah, so she's right. thinking. Yeah, so it's a good thing. She in was the back talking of my to um, Harry Potter's mom. Oh, Fiona Shaw, or stepmom, or step aunt, whatever. Aunt Fiona Shaw. Yeah. Um. So that I think that's all that was is her struggling to process and make peace with her guilt over what has happened to her family, over what she's decided to do with her life, and that's like why she's so obsessed with solving annie's murder because she wasn't annie's friend or anything they didn't know each other it's just this was an indigenous woman who was 
a, a pillar of the community and standing up against this mine it was brutally murdered and it's just been sitting unsolved for the past seven years or however long it's been. So she feels guilt over that. So like, yeah, it, I think that's, it's just all different expressions of, of the guilt she's trying to process. Yeah. There's this general idea there where, and you get it a little bit with Jodie Foster too, which is like, <sighs> they don't they don't quite like that they're cops at times because they have to uphold a system that is clearly fucked up like basically they have to protect the mind at times yep um and jodie foster's uh which we learn it's very implied they don't explicitly say it but adopted daughter from uh a person that (laughs) they super killed together that is what happened right they that was the my my vibe where they do the flashback where they shoot the guy and you hear a baby cry. Oh, that, well, that can't be her. That's is it not? No, no, no it's too young. Too young. The, the, oh, oh, she's okay. she's too old to have been that baby. I, the, this was her stepdaughter from her previous oh, marriage. Right from her previous marriage. I remember. Sorry that that stuck out because I was like I I I was trying to do the math in my head and I was like you know it's only been like six that? or seven years since the, <laughs> spoilers they murder a guy together. <laughs> they murder a guy, which is actually really important for the resolution. Like it's it it does a few things. One, we this is what we love with True Detective, right? Is the detectives are always a little dirty or have some sort of fucking history together. Um, mm-hmm. This is like the first one that didn't feel like it skipped around a timeline as much. Not um, really. It went back and forth between their work on that Annie's murder initially a few seven years ago and then right. contemporary. But it doesn't really flash back that much. You're right. But it reflects their frustration, which is that this guy kept beating his girlfriend. And because they're cops, all they could do is sort of show up and go like you know like do the things if the girlfriend doesn't like say it they have to sort of just leave he always has an excuse and then one day they showed up and he had shot her and they say they keep saying he shot himself after that but we all kind of know from the start like no he didn't no he didn't (laughs) um and so it's just a matter of like which one of them did it and it was navarro but it really could have been either of them. Even Jodie Foster says it like I was about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Had you not done it. As the series goes on, though, it becomes more clear that it was Navarro because she's the one that has yes. the anger and the impulse control. It, like she goes and starts a fight with those four guys and ends up getting yes. beat real bad. Yes. In uniform, um, she goes and starts a fight with just a couple of random guys because she's she's so upset and enraged that she's just found out her sister has killed herself so yeah. she's like i'm gonna that go was... fight and get my ass kicked that that's was what like i want to pure... do right now yeah that was like pure uncut true detective oh yeah <laughs> yeah was... yeah i was like hell yeah i want to go get my ass kicked tonight fuck yeah that's like um, that's like a it's such a trope of the yeah. of the of the grizzled cop is right. uh something goes wrong they get dealt a horrible blow and they want to they go out and deliberately get their asses kicked yeah but there's this running theme of the idea of like they as cops they can't actually get justice the way they want no their hands are tied by all these political strings and also by the mess they created themselves by trying to by working outside the system that's ultimately what it comes down to is right christopher eccleson uh doctor who it plays a her police captain that's sort of like in cahoots with the mine people we learn and he basically he basically tells her that look i know you killed that guy i know you guys killed that guy so you either play ball or i i will end your careers and send you to prison 
for killing right. this and guy. And again, they they just closed the case. They're like, it was this avalanche. Yep. Which they they managed to turn back around at the end, which is great. Yeah. Where they're like, where they figure out who actually killed them, and and they're like, it was the avalanche because that's the that's what this is leading up to is the reveal that these indigenous women and the cleaning ladies and stuff killed these guys as a revenge murder. Um, and it sort of represents that exact thing that they did with shooting this fucking guy yeah, who shot si- his girlfriend. Right. The system won't allow us to get justice. So we have to get outside the system. Exactly. And so they, when they learn it, it's this combination of all the women walking in the room. And it's the, it's the realization that it's the two of them. And they're like, well, if we don't accept this, they're never going to find us. It was very, like, it's very similar to the scene in training day when Ethan Hawke realizes that Denzel has left him at Cliff Curtis's house. Yeah, <laughs> very much. And it's like they, it's like they're at a point where they're like, no problems at all. No are, problems at all. We just came down here to tell you guys that uh, an avalanche killed those men. We thought you'd like exactly. To know. Uh, but it, and, it is uh, cool. Please you're right. don't kill us and bury us in the ice. They okay, get bye. to they get to use the lie, the 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 tool of oppression, the the cover up, what the system was going to use. They get to use it against that. For against once. that yeah to for help these women just get away with the fact that yeah they, they killed, killed these like fuckers. six men <laughs> yeah who it turned out all had a hand in killing this woman that's yeah, the thing it's very murder they, on the orient express what what happens is. is annie goes it breaks in there because she's you know trying to find some shit and finds out that the um research station the scientists have, like we said earlier have been falsifying the mines uh emissions numbers uh because it's producing some great it's it's letting them get through the ice more easily and it's harvest the ice, yeah. harvest this microbacteria, this microorganism that's giving them all these possible breakthroughs gonna help them cure cancer, they say. So they're willfully poisoning the town, causing all these stillbirths, uh, you know, just horrible violence they're inflicting on these people, um, for the sake of the greater good i'm doing air quotes listeners but like it's it's real mad scientist shit and then they basically she ruins the research she she smashes the reason basically the reason she was stabbed so much is it it's because multiple people stabbed her right and then because they were angry at her yeah she would not die so they were all mad at her for smashing their work so it's like so many eggheads stabbing her and then the reveal that clark that she was actually still alive and Clark smothered her. Yes. Because at Oof. first he tries to act. It's this idea where he's like, I loved her. I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. Right, they were a couple. He doesn't even tell them that he smothered her at the end. No, he doesn't. The reason he survived is because he went down an escape hatch, by the way. That's the only reason he survives is they, right. they didn't get to him. And of course his fate is that Navarro has him go out into the snow or he wants or to. Or does she? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. All that happens is Jodie Foster wakes up, Navarro's gone, she goes outside, Navarro's standing there, and Clark is flash frozen in the ice the same way that the other guys were. So he got And Navarro can't explain what happened. Right, but not before he gets to film the confession, which, of course, takes down the mine at the end, which is nice, that that actually... um, matters like the mind gets theirs they get closed, as much yeah. as they can it gets which is closed they're down. closed no one gets arrested which is what should happen but um i wish yeah, they, they had because they make this statement earlier which is a great would have been a great thing to explore which is that part of the reason why it's so difficult to bring this mind to heal is because it employs over half the town Yes. So if they get rid of it's include I assume including indigenous people. 
that right. that live there. So like, so it's like there there's 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 a bit there's the beginning of a conflict where some of the people are like, well, it's horrible. They're they're poisoning the environment, and we got the shitty water, but like. We can, we will not survive if the mind goes away. It's I mean it continues this idea right? Of, yeah. Oh, our lab found this life saving stuff. You're right. You're stuff. right. You're right. It's and, about throwing these women under the bus for the quote unquote greater good. And it's, and you're right. Is they could have spent more time on that idea. Right. Um, because it, it does. Been good. It does align. Yeah, man. It's even the same with uh, the way that Jodie Foster and uh, Navarro are. Um, treating their jobs their work as police officers like well i got to do the stuff that i don't like because that's just the system and that's just the way it is you got to change things from the inside and it's like no it's completely broken you will not get justice this way it's the snowpiercer moral which is if the system is in any way exploiting the innocent burn the system down the system must be destroyed yeah yeah it doesn't matter what doesn't matter if it's doing some some good stuff too yeah if it is exploiting the innocent it is bad right if you if the only way this thing can run is by exploiting and murdering innocent people then yeah it's not it doesn't work the system doesn't work it looks like we don't have a mind anymore guys sorry yeah exactly it's it's a it's a huge bummer i know but uh maybe we can get a car dealership out here exactly yeah maybe we can get a company in here that'll fucking do good things they are at the edge of the earth though man they're in the middle of nowhere yeah, I mean, I hate to victim blame, but it's all kind of their fault for existing there. Um, like, they shouldn't be there, right? We shouldn't be there. We shouldn't In Alaska? Be there. There's bears. Yeah, it's let it give give the animals something. And like, yeah, give them fucking Alaska. That's theirs. Give it to the seals. They've got the most of the ocean, the animals do. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, it's like, what are we, what are we doing? I know what we're doing. We're drilling for oil, but like mainly like, come on, do we really need all that, all that fucking space up there? Just (laughs) give it to the Canadians. They'll, they'll figure something out. They love it. They love the cold. Right? I think so. That's why they all moved up there. Exactly. What are we talking about? I don't know. My point is that like, ultimately I'm like, uh, like there was a many parts where I'm like, yeah, well you are in Alaska. Um, it sucks. It sucks. Cookies cost fucking twenty dollars or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The import prices are in, in, in ludicrous because you can't I get anything out there. Yeah, I think it's funny because the uh, these towns are like I, I was thinking about what it must be like to live in this area because it's they probably shot like you said they shot in Alaska so it was probably some real Alaska town and like they do the thing where every time they're on the road it's like deserted. But then they'll like go to the they'll like they'll drive to the mine where there's a giant protest and it's like surely they have a highway like I'm sure I'm sh- they probably did that thing where they found a town and they made it seem like it was way like they they probably have a fucking Walmart you know what I mean where mm-hmm. it's like we just see the uh, one main street that has like six buildings but yeah there, we love doing this there is a shot um, or two there's probably more than one. Uh, yeah. of the whole town and it's like way bigger than it seems right where it's like <laughs> it's still, oh, you're, a, it's you're still like a town. small town in the middle of nowhere but it's more than the six buildings that they keep showing us right i can imagine being from that town and watching this season being like hey fuck you too fuck you our oh. town is fine <laughs> i'm sure it's um, not i would not be surprised if it's a made-up town yeah that's true well i mean i'm sure they shot in a real place it doesn't matter none of this matters um <laughs> 
Shit, I was going to say something else uh, that didn't matter because I, I clearly didn't matter because I fucking forgot what it was anyway. Highways, Walmart. Mm, um, I guess snow. it doesn't it doesn't really matter. But the, I had mentioned earlier that there was one scene that I had that I yes, genuinely please. thought was bad. Um, so the character Peter Pryor has this struggle throughout where he's trying to serve like three different masters. He's got his dad. He's got Jodie Foster, his boss. And then he has his wife who is working while also going to school to be a nurse and also taking care of their children. And I know what scene you're talking about. Go on. It's, it's there. The, the rift between them continues to grow as Jodie Foster is keeping him later and later and overnight in a lot of, in a lot of instances working on this case until she eventually throws him out on either Christmas or new year's. I think it's new year's. Yeah. She throws him out. Um, yeah, he's sleeping in a fucking shed. He's sleeping his, his, in a shed. Yeah. First, he's sleeping with John Knox. He's sleeping at his dad's house. Yeah. And then he moves into Jodie Foster's shed. Um, but there's a, there's a scene, basically, where John Hawk shows up to eliminate this witness. Uh, we find out that he moved the body of Annie years before because they promised him he would be sheriff if he did. Yeah. And that didn't happen. <laughs> He has a real sad life. <laughs> He's just a mess from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, so he shows up to execute this guy. Uh, he does um, and is going to shoot Jody, it looks like. But Peter comes in and shoots him. And then he has to clean up. He shoots his own dad. He shoots death, his own dad. Yeah. Then has to clean up their bodies and go take them to Fiona Shaw and dump them in the ice. Yeah. And there's a scene where he takes um he's cleaning up the bodies and jody's stepdaughter shows up and he's like oh i'll take you back to our house because she's been staying with them because jody's daughter uh, and her are also having a a schism the whole time because she doesn't want jody doesn't want her down at the protests and doesn't want her putting on the traditional uh uh uh, paint on her face the makeup um we're never really given a reason why i it's it's i think it's fairly clear where she's like these people get fucking she doesn't want right it's (laughs) yeah but at first it's it seems like it's just racism is what i'm saying and then you as you watch they never she never like explicit they never explicitly say it but it does seem to become more clear that she's viewing it as you you that's because all we see all the activists are wearing the paint so it's like she has you are singling yourself out as a as a target and she has the same makeup makeup as the woman who gets killed and they show jodie foster looking at the pictures you're right yeah you're right yeah so i i'd say yeah they they spell it out okay so it is it is pretty clear but the scene you're talking about let me guess is when she's like you go get him tiger essentially she he drops uh peter drops the stepdaughter off at his house his wife comes out in the car to talk to him and just immediately can sense what has happened she doesn't say it explicitly she's like she made you do something really bad didn't she and then she just utterly forgives him tells him go do whatever you need to do and come back home when you've done it even though that's been the this entirety of the conflict between them right is that she resents him for doing this all the other seasons prioritizing his job over her right all the other seasons have marriages that fall apart right yeah they all collapse and I thought, oh, we're doing that running theme. And I thought it was interesting to show that they 
they survive it. The problem is they didn't have time to earn it. Right. And it really, I remember that season episode five, the, the moment where he kills his dad and everything is, people are confessing and they're driving off to the caves. I was like, that's when I looked up to see how many episodes there were because I was like, this feels like the episode before the finale, yeah. but we're only on number five. What's yeah, going on? It's gotta be more. And that is one of the things where it's like we really needed one more episode at least yeah. to smooth out some of this character shit, yeah, including yeah. and especially that where they it's like they ran out of time and they had to just make her forgive him. Yeah, for no reason. The, yeah, for no reason. It is, it is not a great scene. And I really do think it all comes from HBO probably being like, we're not going to give you too, too many episodes. Um we're not gonna we're gonna you know we want to wrap this up quickly yeah it could um, have benefited from like one more it really could have or 15 more in sure. my opinion give us a whole last season um, yeah i am so like isa lopez like she's she's making some of my favorite shit i'm uh so excited she's on this she can't make things fast enough for me you know yeah but, it took a while it feels it feels like it took a while it probably took the normal amount of time <laughs> <laughs> Probably took a normal amount of time. So happy she's doing the next one. I'm I'm so excited for what she's gonna do. Yeah, I she wonder... talked about. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was reading an interview where she talked about how the first season was, as she put it, like like hot and and male and like like lit and, and moist, like sweaty. Yeah, and she's like, and I want this to be cold and female. <laughs> and like and it's like oh yeah i see what you're going for like the first one was like in louisiana and this mm -hmm. one's like all right how cold can we fucking get um but it's like i don't know she's she's tapping into all the right things right it's like i'm, I'm picking up what she's putting down completely <laughs> yeah no i enjoyed it i thought it was really good yeah me too like i really don't have the 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 problems I had was really just length related. Like, yeah. that's it. I just wanted more of it. Yeah, same. And it would was, even out thing like that scene that I pointed out. It would probably have helped even that out a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. About I'm all this. set, man. I'm, we're all set to go off into the night country. Yeah, we are. Fuck yeah! Let's freeze night to country. death. <laughs> we have a patreon folks patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed we watch uh we have exclusive podcasts tom and jeff watch batman fox Bullers a maniac star trek the next futurama spiel boys we watch movies every friday night with our patrons as well we have a whole discord community lots of tiers you can check out so give it a look see why don't you now yeah um, we also have a store. Head over to GameplayUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your night country peepers on that. Yeah, do it. And uh, I don't know. Watch out for Jodie Foster. She'll find you. She'll, she'll fuck you and ruin your life. Mm -hmm. That's what she does. <laughs> she'll plow you good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what was, this show... Uh, has a hilarious sex scene. I feel like that's a running thing with True Detective. It has a sex scene that's like realistic, but without dignity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just like two people plowing in a really just awkward position. <laughs> I was like, yeah, give me that. Give me that awkward fucking. I love it. That's what they should call the next season. True Detective, <laughs> awkward fucking. Absolutely. Yeah, that's my uh, night country. 